Homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. Welcome back young friends and everyone joining for the gradual teaching series. We are continuing to look at the Buddha's gradual instructions on the heavenly realms and today we're doing a recollection of the pure abodes as a guided meditation. So if you remember from the Anusatitana Sutta, this is Anguttarakaya chapter 6, discourse number 9, we looked at the six topics of recollection. We said there is Buddha Anusati, the recollection of the Buddha, Dhammanusati, the recollection of the Dhamma, recollection of the Sangha is Sanganusati, and the two guided meditations we've done in the past are Silanusati, which is the recollection of our virtuous behavior or conduct, and we've also done the recollection of generosity as the guided meditation we called merit book meditation, so Chaganusati. And so today we're looking at the recollection of the Devas, the Devanusati. However, we're really going to look more specifically at the recollection of the pure abodes because in a way it combines the recollection of the Sangha with the recollection of the Devas, the, the highest of all the living beings because the Devas of the pure abodes, they're the ones who are non-returners and arahants as we talked about in our session on the pure abodes. So it's a very, very wonderful meditation. Now the reason why we do these meditations, as we've said before, is because these meditations lift the mind. They make the mind bright, luminous, and very expansive. And that's very helpful to us for many reasons. One, for the meditation and to lift the mind out of dukkha, out of its stresses and discontent and to see the Buddha's teachings more clearly and secondly to help us with other aspects of our life whether it's anxiety or fear or needing to be able to concentrate in order to study or do our work and so these types of recollections are very very important and very very skillful and wholesome Before we begin our guided meditation, let's go through some of the Buddha's words in the Mahanama Sutta, Anguttarikaya, chapter 6, discourse number 10. Now, Mahanama is a lay person, so a lay householder, so what the Buddha says to him is very applicable to us. So the Buddha says, A noble disciple recollects the devas thus. There are devas ruled by the four great kings, Tavatinsa devas, Yama Devas, Tusita Devas, Devas who delight in creation, Devas who control what is created by others, Devas of Brahma's company, and Devas still higher than these. There exists in me too such conviction, Sattā, as those Devas possessed because of which, when they passed away from here, they were reborn there. There exists in me too such virtuous behaviour, such learning, such generosity, such wisdom, as those devas possessed, because of which, when they passed away from here, they were reborn here. When a noble disciple recollects the conviction, virtue, learning, generosity, and wisdom in oneself and in those devas, on that occasion one's mind is not obsessed by lust, hatred, or delusion. On that occasion one's mind is simply straight, based on the devas. A noble disciple whose mind is straight gains inspiration in the meaning, gains inspiration in the Dhamma, 
gains joy connected with the Dhamma. When one is joyful, rapture arises. For one with a rapturous mind, the body becomes tranquil. One tranquil in body feels pleasure. For one feeling pleasure, the mind becomes concentrated. This is called a noble disciple who dwells in balance amid an unbalanced population, who dwells unafflicted amid an afflicted population. As one who's entered the stream of the Dhamma, one develops recollection of the Devas. So what we're going to do in this meditation, this guided meditation, is go through the, the qualities of the Devas of the pure abodes. And we're going to recollect that if we cultivate the same kind of qualities, then we will be reborn there. And we're also going to see that when we do this meditation, our mind is free of greed, hatred and delusion. Our mind is straight. It has the similar right view. And if we remember what the Buddha just said about what happens when you do so, we actually understand clearly the Dhamma and we get into the mental absorptions, the jhanas. And we are the ones, when we do this meditation, who are in balance. So we are in balance compared to other people in the world who are not. And we're also unafflicted. That means we're peaceful, calm, unlike other people in the world. So it's a very wonderful thing to be able to do this meditation and to hear the Buddha's words around it. So let's begin. We're now going to do the guided meditation. So find a comfortable sitting position something that you can sit for a little while. You can be cross-legged on the floor or with your legs out or you can sit in a chair and you can do it as a walking meditation if you like, but up to you. Sometimes it's nice to do this as a sitting meditation. And let go of all the things that you've been concerned about. So it could be your studies, your friends, your parents, or all the things that you need to do, whatever they are, just put them aside for these few minutes that we're going to meditate together. So our focus of the meditation today is on the pure abodes. So these are the non-returners and the arahants, the most supreme living beings in the world, very, very great and noble beings, the highest of all beings in the world. So we follow the Buddha's instructions. The Buddha asks us to reflect on them so we can bring to mind those that resonated with us, that we learned about. It could be Hathakovalavi, the lay householder who went to the Aviha realm. Or it could be Venerable Pukasati who received a teaching from the Buddha. And also went to the Viha realm. Or it could be Gatikara, the potter, who was around during Kasapa Buddha and also during Gautama Buddha's time. So he's listened to two Buddhas. Or we can bring the mind to Brahma Sahampati. He's a very, very great being. He has very, very good qualities, especially the one that we're most grateful for, 
He asked the Buddha to come and teach, to come and teach us. So all the teachings that we're listening to today and in this particular lifetime, it's due to Brahma Sahampati making that invitation to come and teach. So when we reflect on these noble beings who are non-returners and arahants in the pure abodes, the Sudhavasa, we think about their conviction, their sadda, how much faith and confidence and conviction they have towards the Buddha. You would think they have very, very high conviction. Much more than we know. But if we cultivate the same kind of conviction, then we will be reborn where they are. When we think about their virtuous behavior, they have very, very virtuous conduct. And when we cultivate the same, the higher kind of virtue, dasakusala, the wholesome conduct, then we can be reborn where they are amongst all the ones, the noble beings of the pure abodes. And when you think about the amount of learning that they have, Sutancha, They have heard many Buddhas, some of them many more than we can fathom. And so when we listen to Gautama Buddha or from the suttas, maybe other Buddhas as well are mentioned, and we learn and we practice in accordance with that teaching, then we can be like these noble ones in the pure abodes. And we can be reborn where they are. And then when you think about their generosity, how generous they have been, how much generosity and giving they have cultivated and then to be born in the Sudhavasa, the pure abodes. If we cultivate what they have done in terms of generosity and giving, then we too, we can be born in the pure abodes. We follow their good example.
And then when we think about wisdom, how much wisdom these noble beings have individually and collectively in the pure abodes, it's very difficult to fathom, but it's very deep wisdom, wisdom that is of right view, wisdom that also grows into conviction. They've listened to many, many Buddhas. They have practiced very diligently. And so they have all these noble qualities that if we follow their good example, if we reflect on them in this very wholesome way, and in our minds we pay respects to them, the greatest living beings in the whole entire world who have followed the Buddha's path, they have path and fruit of non-return. They have path and fruit of Arahant. They will never come back to any of the other realms. If they haven't already attained Nibbana, they will attain Nibbana from these pure abodes. very noble beings, we can offer them our respect. They are ahuneo, worthy of gifts. Pahuneo, they're worthy of our hospitality. Dakineo, they're worthy of offerings. Anjali Karaneo, they're worthy of our respect, worthy of our Anjali, our reverential salutation. And when we chant Anuttarang Punya Ketang Lokasa, they are these beings in the pure abodes. They are the unsurpassed field of merit for the whole world. When we remember people that we have read about in the suttas, such as Chitta, the householder, or Velikantaki, the laywoman, or even Queen Samavati, people such as this, who we remember, they're the ones that have ascended to the pure abodes. And until they pass away, they are walking the path and developing further to Arahantship.
And there are beings like Brahmasahampati and many higher beings who we don't know their names, but they have been living for a very long time, who have attained path and fruit of arahantship. They're the ones that the Buddha says, those who practice very well, those who have all these noble qualities, who won't fall down, their minds no longer sink. They're the ones that fly the Dhamma flag. They're the ones that are holding up the Dhamma so it doesn't decline, ensuring that it persists, it continues on. These are the noble beings who are doing so, so that we are fortunate to hear the Dhamma, to learn the Dhamma, and to practice the Dhamma. These are the beings that we want to follow, follow in their footsteps, just as they have followed the Buddha's footsteps. Walking the noble path, cultivating the wholesome, When you remember these noble beings, particularly the ones who are the highest of these pure abodes, the Akanita realm, then you know these beings, they have all the perfections, the 37 enlightenment factors. They have developed all these things. That's what we aspire to on this path. To learn, to undertake, to realize as these noble beings have done, the Buddha's teachings. They are what we call the munis, the sages, perfect in conduct, through body, speech and mind. They would never tell a lie. They would never kill living beings. All the dasakusala, the wholesome. So if we aspire out of respect and honour, seeing their good example, we can be like them, we can practice like them, 
we can develop like them as they have followed the Buddha and the Dhamma and the Sangha. And as we know, they are helping other living beings in all other realms. They're teaching, they're sharing, they're encouraging. They are inviting to the Buddha's path. The amount of loving kindness that they cultivate is immense. The amount of compassion that they cultivate is immense. It's immeasurable. The amount of mudita, joy that they cultivate is immeasurable. How much joy they have for other beings entering the stream, coming to the Dhamma. And how much equanimity they have. Immeasurable. They welcome and invite all to walk this path with them, as the Buddha has done. So let's take a few moments to meditate quietly and recollect these wonderful, marvelous, great, noble beings, the supreme beings of all the world, a blessing on all the world. And in our minds, let's pay respects as we contemplate and remember them with gratitude and lift the mind. Allow it to be happy.
We can end our meditation here. Let's finish by paying respects to the noble ones in the pure abodes. Let's bow our heads and in our minds. Let's give Anjali our salutation of respect to all the noble beings in the pure abodes. And let's share the merit with all sentient beings for our meditation. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be free from suffering. Blessings of the Triple Gem. Wishing you well. Peruan Saranai.